It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 7070. Episode number 70. We're recording this live between Asif and I on March 25th. That's a Sunday night. Nice and late. This is the podcast where we bring together the stuff that happened, the most important things that have happened in location-based marketing in the past week. With me, as always, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Mr. Asif. Khan, buddy. Hey. Um, yeah, Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. Always great to uh, be chatting with all of you. Um, and yes, uh, this is Sunday the 25th, uh, and it's like uh, 9 p.m. in Toronto right now. And I'm, yes, uh, like all you other marketers out there who are listening who are actually watching Mad Men, I'm missing it. Um, but I'll see it later uh, on PBR. So there you go. I love that. Um, the sacrifice that you make, Asif. For this show. I know, I know. We've been waiting forever for this next season of Mad Men, and it's finally here tonight. So there you go. I have, what if I had a confession to make that I have never watched a single episode of Mad Men? Would you think that I'm crazy? Rob, you're absolutely missing out. Well, uh, you know what? Somebody wants to... I, I felt this way. You know, um, for people who have never watched The Sopranos, that was the show for me, right? The Sopranos was the show. And so when people say, you know, I've never watched The Sopranos, I always feel great for them because they can just spend an entire four-day weekend with every box set and watch them back to back to back. It's that good. So maybe I'll do that with Mad Men at some point when when it's done. And then and then next week is Game of Thrones returns. I don't know if you know about that, but I don't watch much TV. Yeah, you know, come on. I'll... Well, I don't watch any of it live. Really, it's all PVR. But anyway. So uh, obviously, uh, this is uh, episode number seventy. It's a momentous occasion. We are now well into our senior years. Blue plate special everywhere. Uh, there is not. I think, in fact, right now we get to go back to university for free in Canada. Is that after sixty-five or seventy? It's something. It's when you're close to dead. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, of course, am uh, Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv. I forgot to introduce myself. If you don't know who who I am at this point, um, and uh, you know, we do this every each and every week because it is very important. This industry is blowing up in front of us. It's a pretty incredible time to be involved in what we're doing. So we want to bring it to you. We want to bring not only the information but our enthusiasm and. A crazy week. Asif was just telling me before we started, and I, we have to bring it up. He is about to embark on the West Coast trip, a nine-day trip, 17 different conferences, 37 million different meetings. What is this trip that you're about to go on? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so, so yeah, I'm heading out on Tuesday to uh, San Francisco for the uh, Consumer Engagement Technology World Conference, CETW. Uh, and that, that's really a uh, conference that's uh, focused on uh, digital screen media, digital out of home, and increasingly the, the you know how that connects to mobile and location-based technologies and how it all fits together. So I get to uh, talk about that uh, and uh, and you know connect with all the people in that part of the world. Um, and then I'm uh, staying through the weekend because uh, the following week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, the second to the fourth is the O'Reilly Ware Conference, um, and which is one of the largest location conferences in North America. Uh, so I'll be part of that briefly on Monday before hopping on a plane to Chicago and uh, joining the folks for the uh, Mobile Retail Ramp Conference, which is about mobile and e-commerce. Uh, sorry, uh, and mobile commerce, I should say and location and how those things are coming together. So there's a lot going on in the next few weeks. We're definitely in the middle of conference season and uh, hope to see some of you there. And uh, last thing I want to say is uh, for those of you in Toronto, uh, on April the 18th, we have our next event. Um, 
called uh, Geofencing as a Geosocial World, and we're looking at really uh, location data and how you can use data to make better decisions. And I uh, want to thank our good friends at Canada Post who are uh, sponsoring that as well. So and you'll be hearing more from them in the next few weeks. Uh, so yeah, lots going on, T- tons going on. I, I I don't know how you I don't know how you keep up with this. Um, I don't know how you keep up with your schedule. Uh, and I, I do know that uh, you have a very patient family. That 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 ha- you have yes. to have a patient family to be able to do what you do. Yes, yeah. for sure. As yes. do you. Yes. Tolerant, I think. Maybe <laughs> not so patient, but tolerant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have but one solitary plug as we try to bring this untether.talks uh, together, which is uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that this is a uh, what I, the only way I can describe it is like is like TED talks, but for mobile untether talks. And uh, we've now solidified a date. It's 26th and 27th of June. It is going to be at the Glenn Gould Studio in Toronto with a huge reception at the Steam Whistle Pub. We're going to finalize all the details this week. Look for a brand, a website, speakers, all that stuff coming soon over the next couple of weeks. Actually, just probably the first, um, but before the first, the end of the first week in April, if if um, if you're interested. Again, if you're interested in this stuff, reach out at untether@gmail.com or just check out untether.tv. Uh, but it's going to be great. I'll be there. Yes, and uh, yes, you will. I'm sure we're going to have lots. Of- you will be there in a bigger role than you even know yet, Asif. <laughs> All right. There so this go. is a big show. We've got a, a really great uh, role uh, agenda of, uh, of things that have happened in the past week. You know, n- we are going to talk about OMG POP, OMG POPs uh, um, acquisition by uh, Zynga uh, under the funding deals. We're going to talk about a, a great uh, first story. Actually, we're going to talk about is a company called TripBirds and their launch Waytag and a pretty cool thing. We're going to talk about Win in Vegas. Uh, city maps, uh, their street grid. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the equivalent to Foursquare, but on the web. We've got our product of the week, which is Gold Run. We sat, uh, you sat with Vivian Rosenthal, who's the founder and the CEO of uh, that yeah. company. Got a bunch of funding deals. Our resource, it's an LBMA resource, or it's on the LBMA website. It's by Isle Buyer. This is a full show. Let's get started, shall we? Absolutely. Oh. First story. Tripbirds. I, did, I, I just registered with these guys maybe 38 seconds before I got your email about them. Um, let's talk about this. They launch, uh, there's a service called TripBirds that has launched. Uh, TripBirds.what? TripBirds.com. TripBirds.com. So this, this is a company out of Stockholm. Uh, so, you know, the Swedish are back at it again. Uh, and really, you know, what TripBirds is, is a um, you know mobile location-based uh, app solution for kind of figuring out what you're going to be doing on it on you know when you're out traveling or you're about to go traveling um, you know booking a vacation and um, what what's interesting about it is is that it, it um, they're not starting from scratch they're basically viewing this as a, a travel layer that sits on top of other solutions like Facebook and Foursquare and Instagram so the, the thinking here is is there's a lot of great data that people have already put into all of these other platforms I just mentioned uh, in terms of you know bookmarking those places and associating photos with those places and making recommendations about restaurants and all kinds of things tied to those places, and so let's just suck all that in and and kind of put it all together and and put this travel layer on top of it. Um, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. I think you know the whole social discovery around travel is a uh, absolute uh, necessity and needed thing. The challenge with something like this. 
uh, is you know you gotta you gotta have friends because because in this particular case it's all about seeing what your friends have have tagged and their photos and the people that you're connected to. So if you don't have friends who are on the system, you're not going to get a lot of value out of it. Yeah, and I think that that's what I was just going through it as as you were talking about it. And uh, and in fact, I, I pulled up a picture of the LBMA event that we did. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Cross the uh, the uh, the ocean, and I took a picture of the screen grab. Anyways, it's it's uh, from uh, one uh, Canada place. Um, but you're right. This is this is something that you, you need friends, and uh, you need to be able to connect with them. But I like the fact that you can reach out and say, "Listen, I you know I'm heading to Toronto. What should I do there? I'm heading to this city. What should I do there?" And and open it up, and anybody yeah. can comment on it. And um, th- this is I, I I like this. This is a good layer. Is this a business though? Do we should we even talk about that? Is this a business? It's a good question. I, I mean, I think it's a good business if you're, uh, you know, already in the travel business. I mean, like, where where are the photos and all these guys, you know, in terms of mobile? And um, so, you know, maybe from a TripBirds perspective, maybe you build this, you establish uh, a market, you get a decent user base, and then you flip it to, you know, a, a traditional travel, uh, you know, guide provider, um, you know, that's got a brand. You think this is what, uh, what uh, Gowalla should have become? It's certainly the direction I, I, I would have thought Guala would have gone. Uh, I think they tried to some extent. I think they just ran out of steam, um, you know. And uh, you know, let, let's see what happens with this one. I mean, it's. But again, you know, it, great notion, great sort of premise in terms of how the technology works. But you know, you really got to have friends on this for it to be valuable. All right. Well, that's uh, TripBirds. Go to TripBirds.com. Uh, you can. Uh, the only way you can do it is you log in, I guess, through your Facebook account, and it pulls all that information, looks for your friends, matches them against the people that are already registered. If you are around and we're Facebook friends, we will connect. And um, right now, I, I don't have many, so I'd like a few more if possible. Please. Second story. This company called Waytag, uh, partnering yeah. with TomTom for location data, this basically Waytag is a uh, a DNS or the equivalent to a location DNS, isn't it? It it is, uh, and this is actually a company that uh, I've met some of the guys on on the team at uh, at Waytag. So uh, there's a guy named uh, I think it's uh, Bill Ventner or William Ventner. Uh, these guys are out of uh, South Africa, um, and then Tom Tom, uh, which is uh, you know at uh, at home in. Uh, in in the Netherlands, we're, uh, we're we're quite active with the LBMA. So uh, you got uh, you know two two great nations coming together uh, in this context, and yeah, it's absolutely uh, you know sort of domain name or, or, or DNS type registry, but for for anything that you want to tag a location to. So the way the idea of this is, is this is kind of a personal GPS tagging uh, device, and so you basically can get these Waytag things and associate them with anything that you want. So any device that you want, you can attach them to any, you know, your, your cell phones, your laptops, your dogs, your, you know, whatever uh, you want, uh, you can attach a Waytag to it um, and uh, and be able to, uh, you know, to give it a, a location. And, and you can move them too. So you can, you know, it might be attached to this device one day and next day you can attach it to something else. Yeah, I think this is a long time coming when it comes to the, these kind of things, is that location is always, as they say, as you go through it, it's great, great little demo video. Um, but as you go through it, they've talked about 
um, you know, the fact that a DNS, and I love it, the, the, the uh, comparison to a domain name is pretty impressive because you've got the IP address, which is basically like your GPS coordinate, and then it, it converts into or translates into a domain name, which gets you to untether.tv or the LBMA.com. This is the equivalent. Instead of doing a longitude and a latitude, you actually just type in, you know, they have a... Uh, uh, a um, you know an equivalent a registrar you basically type it in and you get to where you need to get to so instead of saying my longitude and latitude is here my address is on this and this street it's actually just type this in and you'll you'll actually get there and I think that that's pretty cool way tag pretty neat it, it is pretty cool and then you know with, when you bring in sort of the power of uh, you know the the global maps and points of interest and all the other data that they're getting basically in this in this deal with TomTom. Um, you know, I think it it you know, you have you have a really rich service that's coming together here. And, and the deal, uh, just for people who are who are, are interested, is it's a four year licensing deal that they've signed uh, between the two companies. So it's uh, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think this has come. I, I wonder how far it'll go, but I think that this is a time who's come. Is like we're, we don't like data points like this. And if you've ever worked on your GPS, and I love it. I mean, I use um, Navigon for my GPS on my iPhone. But if you've ever just tried to type in yep. a, a, an actual longitude and latitude, it is a uh, pain in the butt. And maybe something like this integrated yeah, into something like that would be great. And I think, yeah, yeah for very sure, cool. So Waytag partners with TomTom. Go and check out Waytag. It's Waytag. W a y t a g dot com way tag just as it sounds. Yeah, and, and and I just looked it up. I got the name wrong. It's Warren Venter uh, is the guy uh, from Waytag in South Africa. So uh, you know, um, yeah, doing great. Excellent. Things. There you go. Third story. This is uh, this is an interesting. I'm kind of mixed on this because it's the win uh, uh, of Las Vegas. Win Las Vegas. They're pushing a geo-targeted taxi ad. It's all done in, I think it's a Samsung yeah. uh, tablet, uh, Android tablet in the back of a thousand cabs in Vegas doing a couple of things. One of them is obviously trying to push the Win brand, but being a little bit subtle about it. Let's walk through this. Yeah, so the idea is is that, uh, you know, when you get into a cab, one of these 1,000 cabs that they've wired up, um, you know, it basically uh, marks your location or your point of uh, embarkation, as they call it. And then from that point on, uh, they basically built a geofence around certain properties. Um, and then um, the messages that you're seeing on, on the video screens that are in the back of these cabs are targeted to, you know, which, uh, you know, which uh, wind properties you're close to or which events are you're close to or, or whatnot. So they've got to deal with show media, uh, which is a, um, uh, you know, big content production house. And uh, so they have exclusive rights that they've negotiated to certain content uh, from these guys. And that's what's being delivered into these tablets. But you're also getting... Uh, sort of personalized messages from uh, Steve Wynn uh, directing you to certain properties and things that obviously are, you know, part of the Wynn, uh, you know, um, uh, set, set of offerings and services that they have. Um, you know, obviously they want you coming to their properties. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, we've seen, you know, sort of taxi cab advertising, you know, screens, you know, showing news and other things before. Uh, you know, certainly in New York, that's a big thing. Uh, you know, I'm there quite often, and you know, every every New York City cab's got you know that screen sitting in the back and and whatnot. So, you know, I I think it's a logical step to have the content being driven by location. It just makes sense to me. Does it make sense in the back of a cab where you've chosen a destination? Like it's it's awareness making, right, for things that are around you. But more often than not, you're not in the back of a cab sightseeing, are you? 
No, but but I don't necessarily think that it's always. I mean, yes, you're in a cab, you're going to a destination that you that's predetermined. Uh, I'll agree with that. But you know, usually if you're in a place like Vegas, you're probably going to go and and do a couple things uh, while you're there. Go see a show or or go check something out. And so it's not a bad idea to kind of market and promote to you things that are sort of on that route that you're traveling that you know may be of interest to you that you might sort of block in your mind and say, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I got to check that out or, or what have you. So it sort of makes sense to me, you know, but you can do that without it being geo-targeted, sure. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm with you a little bit on this. Um, the concept makes sense to me uh, in terms of pushing stuff based on where the vehicle is. The content itself, I'm not sure whether in this particular application makes sense, but we'll see. Well, the other the other big piece of this was obviously the QR code that allowed you to, at the end of whatever advertisement that it was that the win would do, it's the QR code that allowed you to do a reservation, to go and, and uh, get a yeah. reservation. And this is one of those things that, you, you know, I, I've been to Vegas, but I've never been to Vegas without a room. You know what I mean? I've never landed in Vegas, got into a cab and said, oh, my God, take me somewhere Oh, yay, I get to, you know, it's like, it's the same thing with buying a car from a mobile app is that, I, you know, this is not, um, uh, you know, I'm not doing this on a lark. I'm in Vegas, I've probably got a hotel room. Um, so it, it's a weird mix that they would have that capability inside of the car. But they also do QR codes for buying tickets or making uh, restaurant reservations. And I think that that's a little bit more. Yeah, but it depends how much you, you win or lose at the tables, you know, decides <laughs> which hotel room you're going to get. Come so on. true. <laughs> You're right. Are you staying at the Bellagio or are you staying at the Wynn? I, I mean, staying at a motel know. around the corner. So I've just made a lot of money. Yeah. Now you know, I, instead of going back to the motel, I'm going. I'm going to the Wynn. I, I get your point. I see. Okay. Yeah. But I, I like right. the way that I like the way that they're thinking at least here is location based. I just I think that there's a mismatch in the service and the offering. There's something there. They're going to figure it out. They got a thousand tablets out there in cabs, um, and I think that it's it's um, well. I, I just think that they're onto something. This is this could be a good conduit to commerce for the right play. Yes, agree. Right, we in Las Vegas pushing the geo-targeted taxi ads. Love it. Story. We we, we didn't even we didn't even get to talk about uh, taxi cab gambling. Oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> Isn't uh, yeah, and uh, you know the win uh, reservation for brothels because it's you know I, I think that that's a bigger opportunity yeah. in the back of a cab. Anyways. You know, and moving and on. perhaps it's just because like, yeah, yeah, we will leave that there. We'll let you guys come up with the other business models because there are lots all of a sudden that are popping into my head. Anyway, and actually, you know what? This could uh, tie in well to our fourth story, which is around uh, city maps and their street grid. If they did that for Vegas, then you could then you could definitely see how this could morph into a business with their uh, geo-targeted uh, taxi ads. So mm -hmm. fourth story, city maps and street grid. Let's talk about this boy so so really what this is is you know where foursquare and you know all the other sort of uh, location-based um, deal or, or discovery uh, services basically you launch the thing and you see what's around you um, you know brings up a list and then you find the deal the idea here is is that instead of it just surfacing you know sort of a couple of things that are, are near you that happen to be listed or have a deal is that you're you're standing on a street or you're driving on a street and uh, with this street grid thing, it basically will show you 
everything that's on the street um, in the form of logos representing the businesses. So you'll see, you know, going down the street that there's a Starbucks there and there's a McDonald's there and there's a, um, you know, a uh, top shop and a, you know, whatever it is uh, along the way. Um, and so you sort of have this visual recognition with these brands um, and, and have a visibility into sort of the entire uh, makeup of the street. And the interesting thing is, is that, you know, as I was reading the the uh, sort of uh, the news around this, apparently they've uh, there there seems to be some correlation that uh, some are making between the way that th this is visualized and the uh, the Oscar uh, sorry the Oscar uh, winner for animated short, which was a uh, in two thousand nine a company called uh, Logo Rama uh, or a movie called Logo Rama. So apparently there uh, there's some quite quite the similarities between these things. But anyhow, it's kind of an interesting concept. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that you know what I really think is that it's a it's a great way to visualize a uh, shopping spree or a uh, the you know the things that are around a neighborhood when you're trying to make a decision to move into a neighborhood or to spend time. Like the map I just pulled up was was obviously New York City. You get deeper into the neighborhoods like Chelsea. You get to see the penetration of restaurants and the types of restaurants. You also get to see the that shopping path that most of these neighborhoods have. And so, I, you know, I like that kind of thing where you can see some recognizable brands. Um, I, again, this is um, this data exists, right? This this data exists. And and, yeah. and uh, I, I don't think this is very unique when it comes to uh, to a lot of the things that are already out there. It just it's displayed in a different format, much more visual, much more visceral. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just telling you what's there. It gives if you click on one of those things. So so if you click on, on a logo for whatever store, it'll show you the address and the phone number. And if it's a movie theater, they say it'll show you the show times. And if it's a parking garage, you can see the rates. So they they are they are bringing all the sort of the rich data behind it that uh, is associated with that particular place. They're bringing um, and it's yeah, pulling, they're pulling it all in, and, and like they're pulling yeah. in the Foursquare tips and all of those kind of things as well, which which exactly. is which is great. But I, this is something that again I think that Foursquare will eventually do because they're moving into discovery, right? That's what that's what their their focus is. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, I I think that this is good. Um, I like the way that they've done this. It's very very rich, and the, the app is great as well as the the website that I, I just keep showing here. So, uh, you know, city maps, street grid, pretty cool. Next, they have to index where the people are. And I think, here's yeah. something that I think. Well, they just have to put a weight tag on the people and we're good. <laughs> well, that's well, that's my next point is that, uh, you know, we, we interviewed uh, Lenny Rachitsky from Local Mind. Local Mind on top right. of Street Grid, powerful, right? Yes, indeed. So you can yeah. check that out, uh, you know, just do a search on untether.tv for Local Mind. Uh, and you'll see the interview that, uh, that Asif did with Lenny Rachitsky for him. So, neat. I think that it's one layer. We, we need multiple layers. Fifth story. All right, so here is the Foursquare for the web, a company called Stopped at, literally stopped.at. Uh, this is a company that has labeled itself actually very clearly. It's like Foursquare for the web. Asif, what is Stopped at? You've used this. Yeah, I've used it. It's uh, I actually like the concept of this. I mean, I think you know we all now. If you've listened to this show at all, you know what Foursquare is, and you know how that works. You know, you're checking into places, and the idea here is is that you know uh, you know, and I like to talk about this all the time at the LBMA. Places wherever you are. So you know, when you're sitting in front of your laptop, surfing the web and hitting a bunch of of, of sites, 
you know, every time you, you open up a page, we, in theory, we could think of that as a place. And that's really what stop.at is saying is, you know, you're checking into web pages, you're checking into sites. Um, and when you do that, like on Foursquare, you can be rewarded for that. You earn points, you unlock deals from the, the uh, providers of those websites, you know, from retailers and e-commerce uh, providers. So the concept here is, is you know, take what's happening on, on Foursquare in the physical world and let's apply the same kind of thinking to the online world, um, you know, by you know checking into to websites and earning points and unlocking deals. So, concept makes sense to me. There's a good pedigree here as well. Um, so, uh, a gal named Mara Lewis uh, is, is heading this up along with uh, Adam Duffy, who is one of the founders of Ping.fm. Um, so, you know, pretty pretty good uh, group here as well. And uh, you know, I, I like the concept. Yeah, you know, we've always talked about the fact that location is location, whether it's whether it's physical location or a presence. You know, mm -hmm. where I am in a book, what what uh, magazine I'm reading, what article I'm reading, that kind of right. stuff. It, it really is anything, and I think that this is that the embodiment. And the way I looked at stopped dot at, uh, if that's exactly how you say it, is that this is like um, uh, social bookmarking or bookmarking with uh, benefits. Uh, where you basically, yes. you know, I you use delicious back in the day. You use a lot of these bookmarking tools right now. Now it's enhanced. You know, it's come. It comes with all the cloud syncing software in in uh, with Apple and with uh, Chrome. Um, but it's you earn rewards for this. So I pulled up a little example of that. I'll pull it up right now. Where you've got literally, you check in here. I'm just at the stopped at website, and I check into the stopped in at uh, stopped. Uh, at website and I check in and you'll see it on the screen for those of you who are no longer or haven't watched the video We're getting a little bit more sophisticated here. We're actually showing you stuff as we talk um, So right now a little pop-up has happened and it says, you know, I share your location. I get 50 free um, Offset carbon points and it's this site is actually supporting uh, the Alliance Armstrong Foundation live strong So it gives you a good example of what is you know a, a potential of how this can this can work and I, and I like this kind of stuff But it's also why I like yeah. saved to Foursquare Saved to Foursquare that that piece that is coming. Yeah, I love, I love that too So, you know and the nice thing about this uh, in terms of the way it works There's kind of two ways it works. So either the publisher of the website itself can have you know the button embedded on the page that says you know do you want to check into this thing same as you would like it on Facebook or tweet it or whatever or dig it um, and then the other way to do it, it is, is there's nice. a, a that you as 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 the uh, as the consumer as the user uh, can basically grab this widget and uh, plug it into your browser and then any page that you're on whether they you know that publisher is is officially on board or not. You can you can check into it uh, and earn points. So uh, it works both ways. Well, definitely think that this is this is uh, we're going to start to see more of this. Obviously, the social bookmark, and I think that that's something mm -hmm. that uh, you know I, I don't I don't think it's new, but uh, the incentives. I think that the uh, the benefits for doing this, I think, sure. is there. It's it's all part of the same way. If you're going to do this with your business, do this with your business online as well, right? Like, exactly. you to give people incentive. Yeah. Cross-platform, integrated uh, media. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. So all of a sudden now I become a fan of this. Integrated media. I think that we just coined that phrase, right? Never heard that before. Yeah. Those are the five stories. Do you think that they're worthy? These are the top five, the cream of the cream. These are the guys that are pioneers, the guys that we're trying to highlight some of the things that are going right, some of the things that might not be going right, our own opinions, obviously. But we had um, Tripbirds, we had Waytag and TomTom, Tom. we had Win Las Vegas doing the screens and the cabs, City Maps with their uh, street grid, stop.at, the Foursquare for the web. Let us know 
untethergmail.com or asif at the lbma.com. If you agree, disagree, bring it. We love some feedback on this. So why don't we talk today now about our interview. We had, we had our guest, we had Vivian, uh, you, had, you sat down with uh, Vivian Rosenthal, who is the founder and the CEO of a company called Gold Run. Do you want to give a little synopsis about yes. Gold Run, or do you want to let her just do the, yeah. the talking? Uh, I'll just quickly say, uh, you know, this is uh, one of my uh, absolute favorite companies. I mean, these guys are, uh, you know, leading the way um, along with a few others, but uh, you know, I'll mention quickly Blipper as well over in the UK. But uh, when you're thinking augmented reality, uh, you know, certainly this is this is one of the companies I would uh, I, I'd be checking out. So they're based in New York, uh, do a lot in the retail uh, sector, and uh, you know. Um, Leave it at that. Um, augmented reality, Vivian Rosenthal, Gold Run. Here it is. is. Enjoy. We'll be right back. Well, uh, we're privileged again this week to have yet another great guest, another member of the LBMA. And this week we're sitting down with Vivian Rosenthal, founder and CEO of Gold Run Corporation. Vivian, welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor and I'm excited for the conversation. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you. And why don't we jump right into it? Uh, why don't you tell our audience, you know, what is Gold Run Corporation? What do you guys do? Sure. So Gold Run is a mobile augmented reality platform that sort of combines the best of GPS, augmented reality, um, and rewards through photo sharing. So there's many types of AR. Um, we're GPS driven, so it's all around location as opposed to computer vision AR, which is more, um, uh, you know, whole other kind of AR that I'm not going to get into, but I think what's what's interesting to me about your association is that we're using sort of location-based geofencing as the sort of the way that we can connect brands and consumers. So that the basic premise is you're in a specific area, that area has been hot, created into a hot zone, you can see a product or a character, take a photo of it, and for sharing that photo, you get some kind of discount, reward, buy it now option. Um, so we're really creating social commerce and turning users into brand ambassadors for the brands. That's great, and, and I think as you know, you know, being part of the LBMA, we talk, we like to talk about the intersection of people, places, and media, you know, mm -hmm. and around that is commerce for sure. And, and yeah. so, you know, may, maybe one of the things, if I could ask you to sort of share with our audience, is you know, maybe give us a real example of, uh, you know, perhaps a client or a retailer. We have a lot of retailers who are members of the LBMA. Uh, maybe help them understand how they could be using, uh, you know, a platform like Goldrun's. Sure. Um, so one example is we did a campaign with Bloomingdale's and NBC. So it was a joint um, co-branded sort of opportunity where NBC wanted to promote their fall shows. Bloomingdale's wanted to drive foot traffic and revenue. Um, and so we hot zoned every Bloomingdale's across the country and we turned the characters from the NBC shows into augmented reality optics. So when you actually went into a Bloomingdale's, you could pose virtually with characters from your favorite you know, TV shows. And for doing so, you'd get discounts, you'd have sweepstakes entries, you know, a limited edition product. So it was, it was doing a number of things. I mean, on one hand, it was a promotional tool you know, for, for Bloomingdale's and NBC, but it also was driving new customer contacts for Bloomingdale's and then actually driving sale of, of product so and and obviously all based around location it was like you had to actually mm -hmm. be at the Bloomingdale's to partake in this virtual photo booth so a lot of you know we're, we're sort of bringing together a lot of elements of location-based marketing 
with commerce and then virtual photo booths. Um, and again, once these photos are taken, you can instantly share them on your social networks. So they become part of that ecosystem, uh, which is really powerful because then suddenly the image of the brand or the product or the character goes viral. Um, and so it has a great ripple effect in the, in the social ecosystem. So, I mean, that, that's an interesting concept, you know, this idea of having virtual photo booths and associating with characters or elements of a certain brand or show in this context. You know, is, is there an actual commerce piece? Can, are people buying things uh, in yeah. augmented space? They, they are, um, thankfully, and that's a good thing. So there's sort of, there's two opportunities from a commerce perspective. Um, you know, one is, is couponing. Um, the other is sort of like more of the buy it now, you know, limited edition mm -hmm. opportunity. And um, we're doing both. And it really, what's nice is we've built out a content management system on the back end that allows for that, um, you know, whether it's a coupon or whether it's buying the product to be determined by the client, the client. And so there's a great amount of flexibility. So we're not sort of forcing someone into a rigid structure, but for one particular, you know, for a sports team, it might be that we geofence, you know, an actual stadium, a football stadium or basketball, you know, arena, and you're there, you, you virtually try on a jersey, and for doing so, you get an instant 15% coupon code. So that's a program we're doing. I can't say yet who it's with, but with a major sure. sports team. Um, but then with Airwalk, for instance, we actually sold limited edition sneakers through the platform. So the only way to purchase them was through these virtual stores. So there weren't any brick and mortar stores and instead it was virtual stores. So we're, we're really doing both. Um, it's, it's, it's both uh, couponing and, and products. So it's a great way in that, in that last example, it's a great way if you've got sort of, you know, a unique SKU or product that you want to kind of get out into the marketplace and, you know, or just a, a pop-up store type of scenario, right. you know, you it. can create that anywhere. Yeah, you can create it anywhere, and I think what's really exciting is that we're really creating this sort of like, you know, way for a brand to be in a location they otherwise maybe couldn't be, or to take over, you know, Central Park, or take over an airport, or, you know, be at the Olympics, you know, so there's, when you start to think of, you know, the virtual landscape, um, and these virtual photo booths, virtual pop-up stores, you know, that's where Gold Run is, is really sort of um, sort of leaps and bounds, you know, sort of out ahead of the others doing something really innovative in the in the location space that ties commerce back into it. So, last question. I mean, you're out and ahead uh, in your own words of kind of where where things are at in this uh, segment of the industry. What's next? Where where do you see if you were to look six, twelve months into the future, yeah. perhaps in augmented, you know, location based augmented reality? You know, what's coming and 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 where's Gold Run going? Well, I mean, a lot's happening in the AR space in general. I'm not going to try to speak to the whole space because it's a huge, yep. rapidly growing space. Uh, I'll talk about Gold Run, and we have a lot of exciting things on our product roadmap. Um, one of which is, well, obviously, most near term is uh, developing for Android, but then beyond that is is developing a client-facing dashboard. So actually, um, you know, someone managing the social media for a, a big box retailer or any any brand can also use Gold Run as literally a new, you know, hybridized media buy. Um, and they can upload content daily, hourly. You know, it, it's, it's really fast. It's really cost efficient. Um, and so they're getting both, you know, a huge amount of engagement to, you know, as, a, you know, as a way to activate their Facebook fans, but they're also driving revenue. Um, so for us, opening up the, the client dashboard is going to be, a big thing that we're really excited to be able to offer to clients as well as an API and a white label version. So it's really moving into infrastructure 
And, you know, for any potential clients who are listening, you know, we're, we're very excited to be um, talking to people about some of these future iterations of the product and how to best, you know, collaborate. So love to hear from people. Yeah, great. And, uh, you know, for any, any of our venture capital friends out there, where are you guys, are you self-funded, raising so, capital? We, we raised a 1.2 million angel round uh, in April. And we're actually just right now um, starting to raise the Series A. So if anyone's a, you know, on the investment side, um, you know, please uh, go to you know Gold Run website and uh, get in touch with us because um, we have a really dynamic product and we're we're scaling pretty aggressively and we're very excited about the future um, of you know of sort of branded photos and social commerce. So that's really where we think, you know, if you just look at even the number of photos, 250 million uploaded a day to Facebook, yeah. you know, the value of that when you bring in a brand into that, you know, what that does for a fan of a sports team or a film or a retailer is really exciting and brings a lot of value. Great. Well, we're, Vivian, thank you very much for your time today. We're super excited to have you involved with thank the you. LVMA and, and to be a guest on our on our show this week. So thanks so much for your time. And, and just uh, for the listeners and viewers out there, we've been sitting down today with Vivian Rosenthal, founder and CEO of Gold Run, one of the top augmented reality, location-based augmented reality players in the industry today. Check them out. And if you're if you're looking to uh, to put some uh, some dollars somewhere, uh, they're looking for for that as well. So uh, so so get in Thank there and, and support, guys. Uh, thanks, Vivian. Um, looking Thank forward to so catching up with you again soon. Okay, great. Bye. Cheers. And that was Vivian. That was Gold Run. Asif, what did you think of that? I loved it. I mean, like I said, I, you know, I, I love this company. I love where they're going. Uh, I think they're doing some some fast, fantastic things. Um, you know, they're these guys. You know, from from that very first uh, example I saw way back when with, they did with the Airwalk shoes and virtual pop up stores, and you know, I just think there's more of that gonna gonna come uh, in in uh, this year and, and and in the years to come. And then when you think about where that goes with integrated mobile commerce and payments and um, you know, just huge potential. So anyways, great, great job. Thanks, Vivian. Yes, we thank, we definitely thank Vivian for, uh, for coming on and uh, sharing the story. We love it. And we featured them long ago. And I think that that's great that we were actually ab able to do one, two things, bring them into the LBMA family and also have them on as a guest. I love that. All right, so now that we've covered all that, let's talk about this funding and acquisition news. We're going to leave the biggest for last but uh, this week we we've got our three deals. A C first deal. Let's. This is this is Red Robot. This is a company that um, is doing location-based marketing or location-based games. And we know a couple of these guys. Massive Damage in Toronto. Uh, the Cito brothers are doing this, and um, they they closed a little bit of money, didn't they? Is this a hot space? Are we moving into this space finally? This is a super hot space. We've actually talked about Red Robot before on this show, so this is not their first uh, bit of money that they're getting. Uh, this is just the next uh, bit of money. So the five million bucks coming in this time, um, and this is really about uh, them, you know, moving uh, globally. Um, and so this this is five million dollars from a group called Next Media, which is in Taiwan. Um, and so this is about taking their gaming platform and bring it into the Asian market, really. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the Red Robot's known for a game called Life is Crime. Um, and this is all about sort of, you know, um, taking ownership, mafia wars of properties in the physical world, uh, you know, lived out through your mobile app uh, in a location context. So 
lots going on there. But uh, you know, I, you know, we're going to see more of this. It's absolutely a hot space. I think, uh, you know, and not just um, gaming. You know, pure location-based gaming on the mobile platform itself, but you know how that connects to physical locations and retail, uh, and bringing those things together. You're going to see a ton of that this year. Without doubt, I think that one of the one of the things that we're going to start to see more and more this year are these companies. But uh, you know, it, it can't be complex. I've seen some great ideas, some great games, but the gameplay is so complex, and there's things that you have to do and things you have to collect. And we're still in that simple space. And I think that that's why Life is Crime is always is always worked out. Uh, we all, I think, have a mob boss somewhere down deep inside of us. <laughs> so five yeah. million bucks for a red robot, which is great. Uh, good for them. Good for them. And I think it instills confidence in, in folks like uh, Massive Damage. I like the Cedo Brothers. They've done a great, uh, great job in Toronto. They're, sure. they're, I think they're, uh, they're an emblem of, uh, of resilience. You know, they've, they built an end loop and now uh, they're doing massive damage. And I think that that's, this is good. Five million dollars for these guys. Good job. Yeah, and like I said, this is just this is just a, a deal that really takes them into the Asian market. They're already pretty well established in Europe and North America. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they raised eight and a half million. Um, just quickly looking it up here um, last year, uh, and they've got big guys behind these behind them. I mean, you got Rick Thompson from Playdom, Benchmark Capital, Shasta Ventures. I mean, there's a lot of big uh, big VCs behind this. So uh, yeah. Anyways, great job. All right, second deal. This is a smaller round, a seed round, but. You know, is, are we watching here the the birth of the next generation of newspapers? And I use newspapers in quotes simply because they're not going to be newspapers, not print. Are we are we witnessing with companies like Newsit the future of the um, of the media industry crowdsourced? I think so. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know, absolutely, news is uh, you know, news is wherever you are now um, and whoever you are. I think. You know, I'm not going to say there's no role for traditional media because I think that somebody's still got to fact check and and uh, and make sure that uh, you know the news that's going out there is is valid and real and and has substance because we're not all great writers, but you know in terms of finding out what's going on um, and and reporting you know sort of activity because there's just you know we, you know the traditional news can't be everywhere. Um, I think this makes sense. So what you have here is you know smartphone based crowd reporting um, you know no matter where you are whatever location you're in and uh, I think it makes sense I think it is a bit of the future anyways yeah your, your point about uh, not all of us are great writers I uh, fit into that camp you know I, I think I'm a better writer than I actually am um, but one of the key things the journalistic integrity is something that's very important here as well so there's there's mm -hmm. a difference between what we're seeing with Newsit, which is news, which is breaking news, versus deep journalistic output, which is researched, researched and painfully, painfully constructed content, written words, written content. And I think that there's a big difference there. And I think the good distinction there is that on the spot, uh, Johnny on the spot reporter, you know, basically taking photos or video or following up on the news. I think that that's what these guys will excel at. And that's a commodity, right? And I think that the more uh, established papers are going to get into the more uh, the deeper content. And I think that you can't take it. There's a difference between a news reporter and a journalist. How's that? Without putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, I, I, ju I just think, you know, the integrity issue is, is a huge issue. And I think that... Uh, you know, some like somebody do, does has to have to fact check this stuff, though. I mean, at the end of the day, right? I mean, for it to be real, 
you know, valid news. I just, I, you know, I mean, that's just how I see it anyways. Yeah. I mean, I write opinions. They're, they're no one else's but mine because I don't like research. <laughs> Her, you know, and, and I'll add one more yeah. thing to it before we leave this. So one of the things I got to do this week was speak at Canadian Music Week's Digital Summit and, and talk to a bunch of people. And one of the closing keynote at the conference was Ariana Huffington was in town. Um, and, you know, she quoted, um, and, and, and I'll not forget this, and when she talked about, you know, what's the difference between what Huffington, uh, you know, press is doing and, and the types of news that they're putting out versus sort of traditional news. And, uh, and she basically said, look, you know, we're drowning in opinion and, and science, uh, but we're lacking in illumination and understanding. Um, is how she put it, and uh, and I thought that was really you know, really well said. I mean, there's tons of people that that can voice an opinion out there. I'm one of them. You're one of them. Um, you know, and and even science, like we can we can go and research stuff and 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 back it up. But you know, to to give it real understanding and illumination, and, and uh, you know, not all of us are capable of that. And um, and humor too, I think, is is an important piece in a lot of this stuff. They try to make this stuff that they're doing really fun. Well, I, I mean, humor is what I what I excel at. Yes. Yes. For I, sure. I am. I am the color. Yeah. The color man in this relationship right here. You bring you the are, facts. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I lay out the humor, and that's pretty sad, because not often do people laugh at me. So this is a this is not a anyway. So well, yeah, I, I, we've gone way off topic here. News, news it, it raised. Five Five hundred thousand a seed round, um, and uh, crowdsource reporting is uh, is. There's lots to come there. Perfect, and I think we've concluded that I'm not funny and a not a, not a great writer. On to the next story. All right, here's the big one. The big thing that was dominating the news uh, last week or this past week was uh, Zynga and this little company called OMG Pop that created a, 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 a what was the name of this this silly little uh, game drum I thing I always forget. Drum. Draw, draw with, with me. me, right? Or draw, draw, draw my thing. I don't know. Yeah, draw, draw something. That's what it is. Sorry. We're so draw terrible something. at this. It's it's. Um, but these guys, these guys were bought by anywhere in the realm of 180 million to 210 million dollars by Zynga. It's the biggest acquisition that Zynga's made thus far, and this is a company that in six weeks went from relatively obscure to 36 million users, which is an incredible number. It shows you the impact that this viral mobile viral web has it's just you have that opportunity this is a breakout this is a corner case they have this is not an overnight success they've been doing this for for quite a few years and they have 30 yeah. something odd titles it's the same thing that we that, that happened with angry birds and rovio it was the 53rd title that they succeeded on and well they succeeded beyond their imagination but 180 million dollar to 210 million dollar acquisition by zynga payday yeah, and and just so we're clear here, I mean, as you said, they've been at it for a number of years. They've got thirty-five other titles. Um, you know, they have raised money before. They they raised something like seventeen million dollars. So it's not like you know they just sort of built a bunch of games and all of a sudden uh, you know this is the first money that they've ever seen. So um, yeah, um, but they finally hit the big one and uh, and it happened quickly. And uh, yeah, this this is great. And I think I think you know this kind of uh, acquisition. Um, you know we're going to see more of this. The gaming sector has always been hot. You know if you can get a game and get big traction on it, the big guys always line up to take them out. We've seen it over and over again, right? I mean EA, you know, does it like probably ten times a year it seems. 
you know, taking somebody out, right? Um, you know, with sports gaming and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, I think I think this is just you know it says yet again that uh, you know if 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 you can if you can get something like this, get a lot of traction really fast. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people lining up. Yep, if you can be a flash in the pan, you know, longevity is always key, and and I think that that's that's an interesting uh, spot. Um, and what I love about the fact that they did it is that they sold at the right time. It wasn't like a look. We think we're worth a billion dollars. No, it's like, look. Hey, somebody's going to offer some good money. We're we're going to take it because we don't know how long this trajectory is going to last. We don't know how long our app is going to be in use. We don't know how long that the users are going to be engaged. We are going to strike when the iron is hot, and we are going to get out of this company. And I think it's very smart of them. One of the biggest observations that we have here is the fact that it's Zynga. It's not EA. It's not any other brand other than Zynga, which is very interesting. Yeah. Is Zynga, I mean, is Zynga the, the, the new EA? New business model, is it the new EA? Well, I think in social gaming, uh, you know, I mean, these guys own Farmville, Word with uh, Words with Friends. I mean, Mafia Wars. Yeah, so they own everything. I mean, it, it fits with their sort of the types of games that they do, right? I mean, these aren't games that you, you're finding on the Nintendo platform or, uh, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, so I don't think it's an either or. I don't think, you know, this is, you know, Zynga's replacing EA. But I, I think, uh, you know, certainly they're, they're, the, they're the big dog in the space. Well, good, good on them and good on OMG Pop for taking the money. Thank you, somebody with wise, 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 uh, either advisors or investors. So they took it 180 to 210 million, somewhere in that realm. Man, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It is. We just need a fraction of that. If you're interested in sponsoring This Week in Location-Based Marketing, we just need a fraction, a fraction of a fraction. Basically the equivalent to, you know, a, a click-through on a display ad complaint, a campaign, you know, that, that percentage, 0.01%, right? What's that, like 10, 10 bucks? We'll take it. 10 bucks in a case of beer, we're Canadian. Three deals, right. We had Red Robot closing $5 million. We had News It closing a seed round of half a million bucks. And then, of course, we had this, uh, you know, Gorilla, which was uh, Zynga picking up OMG Pop for between 180 and 200. We'll call it just $200 million. Just call it $200 million. It's a rounding error when you get that high. If we're missing a deal or if you want a deal to be in this list, if you are part of a deal, if you raise a little bit of money, we want to know. We want to help you promote your company. Please, please, please reach out on tether at gmail.com or asif at the LBMA. On to the last piece, the resource of the week. This is, uh, this is a company that you and I are very familiar with, Isle Buyer. I did a, 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 an interview um, a, a while ago on untether.tv. If you check it out, you go and, go and take a look at it. But Isle Buyer, um, this is a white paper. Let's talk about this white paper. Yeah, so uh, first of all, for, for anybody who's uh, looking for it, you can find it on the LBMA, the LBMA.com uh, website uh, under uh, forward slash research. Um, so it's the uh, it, it's the sort of most current item in the, in the list there. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's entitled Bricks, Mortar, and Mobile. Uh, so I love the name um, because I think it, uh, you know, it really talks to uh, something that uh, many of us are struggling to understand and, and many people that I talk to in the industry are struggling to understand. So this is about looking at uh, in-store uh, mobile commerce strategies, you know, what you should, you know, all the things that you should be thinking about. Um, According to, and it's not all their data. They've got all sorts of data that they've combined in this thing from Nielsen and others. 
um, put it together. So this, this again, this is about mobile commerce in store. If you're looking for data around that, and you're looking for you know some thoughts on you know considerations around your your strategy there. This is this is a paper you should take a look at. So I'll buy bricks, mortar, and mobile. So that's bricks and bricks, mortar, and mobile. From Isle Buyer, it is uh, on the uh, LBMA at the LBMA.com forward slash research. I did have a great opportunity to sit down with the uh, founder and the CEO of Isle Buyer. His name is Andrew Paradise. He's uh, on Untether.tv. It's on the screen right now. Just go to Untether.tv if you're interested in this and understanding the impact of mobile on commerce, uh, the e-wallet, all that kind of stuff. Very interesting guy. Just do a search for Isle Buyer. We also mentioned these guys uh, in episode 30 of uh, This Week in Location-Based Marketing, which seems like a lifetime ago, Asif, because it was a lifetime ago. Man. We haven't hadn't hit uh, our midlife crisis yet at that point. Not so. at all. Not at all. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. I think that, you know, we hit we just finished episode number 70. That's where we are. And I don't feel a day older than 37. That's what I'm feeling. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, Nice. 70 is uh, is a great number. We look forward to bringing you 71 next week when Asif is, uh, you know, exhausted, dog-tired, midway through his trip out, uh, you know, is gallivanting across the country. Anything else to finish off with, Asif, before we close out episode 70? No, I'm good. Just, uh, you know, wish everybody a great week. Um, as Rob's already said, you, you know, if you've got uh, stories that you're uh, – you know, you're really excited about, you want to share with us, please let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the LBMA um, uh, or at Untether uh, uh, as well. And um, yeah, just let us know and uh, and feedback too. We love feedback. Boy, do we ever. And if you haven't come back to the video in a little while, if you're listening to this in the audio podcast, we do, uh, there's a little bit more sophistication now which usually lends to many more mistakes on my part around a live editing. So come back and you'll see some, you know, it's not just Asif and I talking. Well, it is most of us, but uh, we're trying to liven things up a little bit. So I implore you to take a look at the video. Let us know what you think as well. Love your feedback on this, this live editing piece. Um, but until next week, thank you guys. Really appreciate you spending some time with us wherever you are, whatever you are doing. We love that you bring this into your day, your week, your month, however often you're a part of this. We'd love some feedback. How are we doing? Episode 70. How are we doing? Should we still should we still be doing this? I don't know if I want to know that answer. But we will be here <laughs> next week. We will be doing yeah. it. We will be here next week for episode number 71. Thank you guys all for watching, listening, wherever you are. We'll see you next week. Safe, man. Safe travels. Cheers. Thanks, right. man. See everybody. Bye.